Hi, my name is Anne McElhinney. And I'm Phelan McAleer. And welcome to the Anne and Phelan Scoop Daily Virus. Where we discuss the latest news, views, advice and madness of the pandemic. Can I just mention, Phelan, that we don't often seem to do much advice, but um, I, if I think of something, I'm going to throw some advice in. Are you saying I've been lying for 20 weeks? Maybe. Well, we've given some advice. I remember giving some, some advice. And by the way, I can repeat that. Like, for example, one thing I learned is that you can freeze milk. And by the way, it's a great discovery. So, for example, you can go to Costco, buy more than you need, and then freeze um, some of the milk. And it just does. It's actually a great idea. All right, Phil. So what, so day, what day is today? Huh? Today's Thursday. Thanks be to God, coming to the end of the week. And um, you know that we don't have a virus on Fridays because of our big project, which we'll be telling you about soon. Uh, so it's Thursday, August the 6th. It's week 20 of the two-week flatten the curve lockdown. When they, so that is uh, 18 weeks after they've lied to you about the about how we're going to flatten the curve and crush the curve and flatten the curve and stop overwhelming ICUs. That's all been forgotten now. They used it as a way to, to shut down the country and now they keep shutting down the country uh, and they changed the goalposts. And it's all about getting Trump. Now, there are 150,000 people dead, uh, but it's, but don't forget those that is Chinese deaths. That is deaths caused by China. Not anything else. Not anything yeah. else. Um, uh, but actually, we'll be looking into the numbers today yes. quite a bit. So one thing I want to say is it's five o'clock here on in the Pacific time. Uh, you may be looking at your Twitter feed. In fact, by the time you get this, it may all be over. Apparently, the New York Attorney General is going to announce something of national significance. When we went to bed last night, it was all Trump is going to be prosecuted and indicted. I don't know much, but I predict... I don't know much, but I, but know, I know I love you. that the media is mad, that the New York Attorney General is probably mad. These are all tr people with absolute Trump derangement syndrome. Maybe Trump will be indicted. It'll all be a nothing burger. It's all That's Phelan's prediction. It's all political. You can take that to the bank. I don't even know if Trump will be indicted, but the, the media, media and Twitter is going crazy. But I'd say by the time you're listening to this, you'll realise that it's a nothing burger. Just a prediction. So we get a newsletter. We read the New York Times so you don't have to. And they send out a newsletter every day. So the newsletter today, Thursday, um, is just extraordinary. Um, so I'm going to read it to you because just to give you an idea of the dishonesty of the New York Times. But they're, they're not alone, by the way. Yeah. They're not alone in, in this dishonesty. But we'll just focus on them today. So this is the newsletter they sent out today. And what we're going to do is we're going to read it first and then we're going to deconstruct it. So... Um, the headline in the newsletter is America stands alone. Nearly every country has struggled to contain the coronavirus, but only one affluent nation has suffered a severe sustained outbreak for more than four months, the United States. Our colleague David Lenhart, the usual writer of this newsletter and a team of other Times journalists around the world interviewed scientists, public health experts, to reconstruct America's unique failure. Their, their reporting points to two central themes. First, the United States has a tradition of prioritizing individualism over government restrictions. That aversion to collective action helped lead inadequate state lockdowns and inconsistent adherence to mask wearing based on partisanship instead of public health. It's, okay. um, and then, let's get the whole lot of it. But second, many experts agree America's poor results stem in substantial measure from the performance of the Trump administration. If you had to summarize our approach, it's really poor federal leadership, 
disorganization and denial, said Andy Slavitt, who ran Medicare and Medicare from 2015. Medicare and Medicaid. Medicaid, 2015 to 2017, under what administration? Oh, I'm sorry, so Andy Slavitt is, is not a health expert. He is a political hack, actually, who worked in the Obama administration and is now criticizing the Trump administration. And just to finish, the administration's travel restrictions were insufficient, the New York Times says. Health officials initially gave confusing advice around wearing masks in public, and the president's public statements, including claiming that the virus wasn't serious and would disappear, regularly spread misinformation. In no other high-income country have political leaders so frequently departed from expert advice. Together, scepticism towards collective action and the administration's scattered approach have undermined the national response to the pandemic. True? <laughs> True. The United States has made some improvements, including on mask wearing and testing. But unlike in South Korea, Germany and other countries, it's interesting they choose those two, by the way, oh. and other countries, the virus continues to overwhelm daily life for Americans. I, I, the frustration for many experts is that this, this outcome was unavoidable. Was avoidable. Well, sorry, was avoidable. As one expert said, this isn't actually well, rocket there's, there's science. There's so much there. There's so much, there's there, so to, much there. there to unpack. So yeah. we need to go through it and Absolutely. unpack it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, even that, just that last thing that was said there, that last thing, uh, which was, um, you know, unlike in South Korea, Germany and other countries, the virus continues to overwhelm daily life for Americans. What does that mean? So... If a virus, a virus, but a virus overwhelming daily life. You would assume that means that the virus is making people very, very so sick that daily life is unable to continue. That it's knocking out key industries. That the hospitals are overwhelmed. That hospitals are overwhelmed. That 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 and that people are literally dying in on the, the street. streets. Yeah, yeah. That is not the only thing that's overwhelming daily life is the lockdowns. You know, this is the only country that has lockdowns. Uh, f four months and this is you know th th that line about four months later it's the only country what was that line for after four months uh it's where's the word yeah but only one affluent nation has suffered a severe sustained outbreak for more than four months in the united states first of all the united states is a large country mm -hmm. uh so there was a fir the, the first wave came to new york uh new jersey places like that connecticut and other places we're still experiencing a geographical first wave. Then it spread to Florida. Then it spread to the West Coast. And this is all part of that spread, an actual geographic spread. But uh, it, there is not a severe sustained outbreak on the West Coast. Uh, you know, there, there are deaths but, and they're tragic. But it, this is not overwhelming hospitals in Texas. This is not, this is not, as, as they say, a severe sustained outbreak. Severe sustained outbreak. I mean, this is a complete lie. Yes. We're going to prove that to you. And by the way, any of the charts we mentioned today, we will put them up on our Facebook page. Um, they, you know, it's very interesting, the thing that the New York Times don't do in this newsletter. I think it's very interesting what mm -hmm. they don't do in that newsletter. The thing that they don't do in that newsletter is put in some statistics. It's put in some actual numbers to prove their point. Um, instead of that, they have all this kind of opinion, you know, um, and but in terms of deaths, in terms of cases, no, they're not giving us those. And by the way, just again, as I said at the beginning, they're not the only yeah. news outlet saying this. And the other news outlet that we want to quickly look at here is the NBC News headline um, from yesterday evening. One death every 80 seconds. The grim new toll of COVID-19 in America. 
It will go away like things go away, President Trump claimed. Joe Biden said Trump is living in a world of delusion. I'm not sure what world, by the way, Joe Biden is living in, but he certainly is one which he's very inarticulate. Um, and The Atlantic had a headline, How the Pandemic Defeated America. A virus has brought the world's most powerful country to its knees. Just to repeat And it. exactly what you said, Phelan. It is the lockdowns yes. that have brought a country to its knees. If you, if you stop, if you close every restaurant, if you close every beautician, if you close every factory because people get sick, if you close every school, uh, if you tell workers they can't go to the office, then you will have a country closed down. Uh, the virus is not closing. There are, there are states where this virus has not had a significant impact on the people of that state. And there are states where it's had a minor impact, but many of those have been locked down um, and, and continue to be locked down. And, and people are saying, don't open the schools. It's, so it's, it's not the virus that has a lockdown. And we're going to go through some of the numbers. And actually, you know, we're going to be speaking, um, I think, next week with Justin Hart. And I'm going to be quoting quite a lot of his numbers today. Really amazing uh, information. And by the way, if you want to follow Justin, he's on Twitter at Justin underline Hart. Um, but just some of the charts that he has, and his charts, by the way, these are all the charts that are available from the CDC, from the Worldometer and Worldometer. We've had that conversation mm -hmm. before. So just to look at, um, you know, given what the New York Times said in their newsletter this morning, let's look at the, the actual situation. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths per million. So what really matters here is deaths per capita. Not the overall number, because yep. obviously some countries have huge populations. You can't compare Ireland's number with the United States number, where the population is 100 times bigger, yes. right? So just to give you an example then. So on this one chart, and we're going to put it up, as I said, on the Facebook page, on the Anne and Phelan Facebook page, and on my own Facebook page as well, and yours, Phelan. Yep. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths per million of the population. Now, the worst place in the world is Belgium. Now, Philem, is Belgium um, a developed country? Is it an affluent country? It, I believe it holds the headquarters of a, of a large multinational inst parliamentary institution called the European Parliament. And yet the New York Times says that uniquely the United States of affluent countries is the worst. So, so how, Belgium, many, how many deaths per million there? I, can't, I actually, oh, there you go. It's, um, it's over, over it's, 800. It looks like 850 or something. Yeah, eight, actually, eight, you know what? That's hard to read, actually, by yeah, the way. It's the over, eight, over 800. And then you've got the United Kingdom, which would be, you would describe that as a large affluent country. Yeah, so, the, so I think the way to look at this, basically, is we have a whole bunch of countries here and United States is low. I'm going to well, give you the ones that go ahead of the United States. Well, let's, let's give them a rough number. This graph Those doesn't spell it out. Um, they're just not that. They're, they're, there's, I know that they're actually worse than that, actually. Yes. This is actually giving them a, a better situation here. So Belgium, the United Kingdom, Spain, Peru, Italy, Sweden, Chile, all of those have worse deaths per million than the United States. And in fact, in this chart, the United States come in quite low, um, just ahead of France and, and Brazil. Um, but Donald Trump, though, is, is getting hammered every day for uniquely badly, his uniquely badly so, handling of so all I, of this. I just want to be clear to people. When you hear people say America is the worst on the world, it's uh, a complete America lie. has two things. It has a very, very large population yep. and a very, very transparent uh, system of Very government. good point to make, Philip. So you have countries uh, that have very, very large populations but have corruption. China. Uh, or uh, Brazil also. Well, China is a good example, by the way. So China, if you look at any of these numbers, apparently hardly anyone died in China. 
And you're asked to believe that. And by the way, do you know who asks you to believe that? The New York Times asks you to believe yes. that. That the Communist Party of China would tell the truth. But the yesterday, Communist done... Party of China couldn't tell the truth about the virus at the beginning. Yes. They said it was not, could not be transmitted person to person. They told the World Health Organization, which the World Health Organization repeated uh, verbatim. Yes. But talking of verbatim. Talking of verbatim. Uh, we, so yesterday, we, we may be announcing a project. We may so. be announcing a project uh, verbatim. Uh, Donald Trump yesterday uh, got into trouble with Facebook and Twitter, um, who uh, deleted one of his um, Twitter posts where he claimed that children are almost immune to the coronavirus. And, you know, let's again, let's have a dig into that. So Donald Trump said, and of course, he's not a doctor and he speaks colloquially in a way that the rest of us yes. would understand. So he says basically, you know, it almost looks like children are immune. And, oh, he's in incredible trouble for that. So Twitter and Facebook, because they're so pure, yeah. they're so pure and they care so much about truth that they've decided to delete that tweet. Here's the actual truth about children. Children have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than dying of COVID-19. Phelan, would you call that an almost immunity? Have you ever come across, I mean, in all of your life and in all of my life, I'm thinking of all the children we've ever met. Have we ever heard of a child in our circle ever or any circle we know of that was ever struck by lightning? I have never met or heard of a person except on the media, but I've, ne I've never known or heard of anyone or know anyone who knows anyone. Who, who knows a child who was struck by lightning. Yeah, there you go. So despite this, children in many parts of the United States are not going back to school. You know, um, and it's, a, you know, the, and by the way, again, Justin Hart has put up a lot of these charts and they're really great. So it's Justin underscore Hart to, to get a lot of these graphs. So one of the, another graph that he's put up, and again, we're going to put these all up today. For a young adult, the fatality risk of COVID is roughly comparable to the risks associated with engaging in other everyday activities. By contrast, if you're over 60, by the way, you face a fatality risk that's 50 times higher than the risk of driving an automobile. Wow. So, you know, as you get older, that you are, you are more at risk. But I think in terms of children going back to school, in terms of the risk mm -hmm. to children, in terms of what Trump got into trouble for saying about immunity, about children being basically immune, he's right. He's correct. Yeah. He's actually yeah. correct. But these High priestesses, right, and high priests and lords and elites who run these social lords media. I tell you one thing, you know, we may, you may not have a, a house of lords here in the United States, yeah. but boy, you do have high priests and boy, you do have unelected lords and ladies uh, telling you what you can and can't think. So, you know, so I, I mean, what's really good is, you know, and it, and, it, and it justifies to me every day why we're doing this, by the way, because the good news there's so much good news about the coronavirus in terms of fatalities, in terms of uh, the us bending and squashing and flattening the curve and all of that. We're doing very, very well, actually. Mm -hmm. The number of people dying is very small. Obviously, it's still awful, um, but people die of other things, too. And people, yeah. unfortunately, do die. But, Phelan, you have, an, you have a, fun, a fun and happy or a fun and a revealing story yes. of another professor well, <laughs> doing something interesting. Yes. Well, actually, before I go on to that, actually, I'd like to say, if you haven't seen this week's Anne Phelan scoop, you, you are missing out on an absolute treat. It's very funny. Actually, numbers are really going through the roof. People have discovered it. It's very, very funny. Uh, what is so funny, and it may, this may sound hard to believe, is we analyze uh, the Michelle, new Michelle Obama podcast, which is so laughable that you just can't have laughing at her attempt to be serious. Um, 
These are deeply hypocritical, and they have, they have, for people so intelligent, they have complete lack of self-awareness. You won't want to miss it. Go to the Alan Phelan Scoop on YouTube, the Alan Phelan Scoop here on this Apple podcast, if you're listening to it on, on the podcast. But you yep. really want to watch it on YouTube because we have a lot of visuals that uh, are important. Yes. So talking of visuals okay. that are important. Oh, uh, yes. Someone, uh, someone that someone never met. So there was an anonymous professor uh, at... Uh, Arizona State University, who basically was Native American, uh, who who had a deep connection with sexism and racism in the uh, in the academy. Now, of course, that should have set people's antennae off because if there's anything where where there's not sexism and racism, uh, it's in the, the academy yeah. of America, except for the racism of uh, excluding Asian kids because they're too smart uh, and. Uh, Boost, yes. boosting other minorities and and hold uh, holding back white kids and Asian kids uh, to boost minorities, which is which is racism in itself. No, you know, the university system is no longer a meritocracy. But so there was this lady, um, Beth Ann McLaughlin, who set up, who set up Me Too STEM, which is the kind of scientific uh, academy, and their Me she always complaining about their Me Too, Too issue that was discouraging. Uh, women from taking part and therefore discouraging women from becoming scientists. And there was, she was closely connected, you know, she was, she, well, she started this up, but also uh, at Arizona State University was this uh, Twitter uh, connection, Twitter person who, who, uh, who, who, who uh, sorry, who, who fought, who was really, really active, really, really active. Um, uh, in fighting, and now of course, can I see her name there? Um, oh yes, Sciencing Bi. So she was a bisexual Native American uh, scientist at Arizona State University, and she was right in there in the fight against sexism. She was right in there in the fight against racism. She was vicious. She was strong. Go women, you go girlfriend. Uh, she was anonymous, uh, but then. Uh, and she, uh, Beth Ann McLaughlin was in a lot of trouble at Arizona State University. Couldn't get tenure. Claimed it was claimed it was sexism. This sciencing by was one of her most vocal supporters. She attracted a lot of attention and a lot of support, and encouraged other people to support Beth Ann McLaughlin. And as the more Miss McLaughlin's star fell, the more sciencing by came and supported her. She was a, a true friend in need. And then tragedy struck. Uh, a few months ago, she caught COVID-19. Oh, she caught COVID. I was wondering what the connection with COVID was. She caught COVID-19 yes. by, science by did. Sciencing by, yeah. Sciencing and by. After a, a really strong and courageous struggle. Oh, dear, no. She died. She passed. Sciencing by. She uh, died. And Beth Amadlachlan was saying it was so sad because, she, you know, she tried to get a Hopi uh, Native American talisman for health, but wasn't able to get one. How ironic. However, investigations have since discovered that, and to be fair, the university are quite clear with this. They're calling uh, sciencing by a hoax. A hoax. And Beth Ann McLaughlin has apologised for perpetrating that hoax. So Beth Ann McLaughlin created a person, um, uh, a ghost, created created a a pretend person, a pretend supporter of hers, and then she supported the pretend person. It's kind of like stolen valor. She she stole Native American suffering uh, to to be a a supporter of hers. 
Um, Would Beth and, and McLaughlin be white then? Is she? Yes, and and of course that when you have a Native American a member of the Hopi tribe being a vocal supporter, it puts a little ring fence around you, yes. protects you from criticism. Because if you're criticizing someone so close to her, then you can be accused. What is of wrong with all these hoaxes? I, I, I want to talk to some people about this actually, because we saw that too. Was it an NBC reporter? Uh, a doctor who, who made a big thing about oh uh, my struggle with my life and death struggle and then it emerged my, my life and death struggle with COVID yeah. and I've never been more ill it was either CBC or NBC yeah, we, we covered but I've it. never we've covered it here before I've never been more ill I've never and been more and then it turned Ill. out he was never tested we've never tested and you know we got that in Ireland too at the beginning you know this happens a couple of celebrities said oh I've got it and they were never tested of course in the beginning there were only priority people were tested so if you weren't seriously seriously ill you were not tested and uh, so it's it's kind of munchausen syndrome by proxy only it's munchausen no it's not by proxy it's munchausen syndrome yeah it's an actual munchausen, by appointment but normally no munchausen syndrome is kind of making yourself sick these are these are even worse they're making, they, they're making a pretend person sick. Yeah, or they're making them, or they're pretending to be sick, actually. They're not even, so they're, you know, so this woman was making a pretend, I don't know what you'd call that now. It's not Munchausen syndrome by proxy, because the proxy is fake. I think fake. it's just called complete madness. Yes, but then there's this whole other subset of COVID people pretending to be sick for uh, for sympathy. Or pretending to have COVID. Yes. Without being tested. Yes. Which is, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll remember that with either NBC, and I know we, we covered we'll it here. We'll come back to it. We'll go back um, to it. Very, very funny. Yes. But today is Thursday. Uh, have we any advice for people for, you know, going forward? I think people really need to start to call out the New York Times. I would, I would if you, wherever you are, I would find, you know, find those headlines in the New York Times. They're not not hard to find. America stands alone. Nearly every country has struggled to contain the virus, but only one affluent nation has suffered a severe sustained outbreak. We'll explain that to us, New York Times, because it ain't true. And we're really tired of the lies. And it's very interesting what the, what the New York Times hate about the American response to COVID, that we didn't do well with collectivism. Because collectivism, of course, is what they'd really love. Because they love socialism. Yes. They love that old collectivism. Um, but I can tell you, I think if you got an opportunity, if you were able to interview people who live the collective nightmare, yes. um, you might find a very different thing. Certainly we know we have a friend who's Chinese yeah. and his parents living in, in China. And they were locked in, by the way. They were locked in into their apartment blocks when the, when the virus broke out yeah. first. Which, by the way, unfortunately, that particular type of collectivism seems to be catching. We've had it here in California mm -hmm. now with a, a government um, housing uh, complex. And it's also happened in Melbourne. God yes. help the people in Melbourne. Uh, don't forget, it takes a village to destroy your freedoms. There you go. So, listen, take care. We will see you next week, Monday. Monday. Um, we'll be into week 21. Yes, week 21. Don't it's like forget. A, it's like a birthday. It's like a birthday. Don't forget, check out the Anna Film Scoop, uh, the Wednesday program. It's available on YouTube. It's here available on, on wherever you get your podcasts. But you have to watch it on YouTube. You have to watch it on YouTube. You really will. Okay, bye, bye. now. Bye.